Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So we had a question recently. I think, was it through Reddit? I think it was through our new Reddit postings, yes. Ooh. So a listener asked, how do you transition into becoming a professional writer? That's kind of a an interesting question because from what we know, there is really no one way to break in. Oh, there's so many, there's so many things. We have so many people we know from our people in our writers group and people, you know, that we've interviewed on the podcast or have come to our writers group to speak to us or who we've met through all our other interactions that they've all done different things and they're all on the same path though. Yeah. I mean, so for us, we're writers and we also produce. And for Tom, especially as a writer, you're gaining traction because your two films have done so well on the film festival circuit. And I know people who have had films on the film festival circuit and it's led to show offers. So that could totally happen in your future. Also for Tom, you had, you placed very far in a contest and you got some visibility through the PlayStation contest. So now agents and managers are kind of like, hmm, you know, looking at you. Yeah. So open some doors there. That's one way. Um, other people we know have done the traditional, I'm a writer's assistant in the writer's room. And then I kind of work my way up. That's one way of doing it as well. Not as, not as guaranteed a route as it used to be. I had a friend who was, um, she actually was an assistant on CSI. I think it was CSI mm-hmm. Miami. And oh. um, they even produced one of her shows. Actually, no, it was the regu- it was the original CSI because it was with Lawrence Fishburne when he took over the head of the you know department. Okay. But then then um then you know how at the end of the season they just lay everybody off and you wait for the renewal and and then and that was it. She was done and she she couldn't get back in then. And even though she'd worked on the show for years as an assistant and she'd actually written an episode that they used, she was completely shut out. So, and she had to basically start networking all over again. So, yeah, I mean, but that would have been like the quote unquote traditional right. tried and true method. Did not pan but, out. Yeah. And then another friend of ours, Jimmy, he wrote for Star Trek and he got in by the most random way. I believe he worked as a security guard mm-hmm. and he somehow caught one of the producer's ears with a pitch random and then he went went on to be like the most uh produced freelance writer on star trek ever or something like that with like seven or eight episodes yeah so there really is no one path other stories that we've heard now these are not people i know personally but rachel bloom was was a youtuber and then she caught somebody's eye and that's how crazy ex-girlfriend came about stevie ryan who i did work with on her show on vh1 sketch comedy same thing she was a youtuber and apparently, um, the gentleman who is behind Dear White People, that started out as a series of tweets. So, <laughs> really? Yeah, he was tweeting in the character's voice. And that's how he built his audience, which led to the film, which led to the show. 
you know, he's had mentors along the way. I believe he did Project Involved through Film Independent as well. So I'm guessing he probably honed it a little bit there. But yeah, it, it completely started out in a very random spot. So there, like I said, there really is no one way. So we thought it might be interesting to talk about the best advice we've heard on the road to becoming a professional writer. Yeah. Some of the best advice I got was from uh, Mark Zickery, um, who we've both uh, met through the table networking group here. His, his biggest advice is to uh, create evidence that you can do what you say you can do. So you can write a script. Well, then you, can you produce it? You know, and then you have something to show for it. And you, you start to build evidence or, you know, even writing contests. You know, if you win a contest or two, now you have some evidence. People have liked your work. So that's his, his best advice is to go out and do it and create it so that people can see that you are real and that you're uh, capable. Yeah. And I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this before on, on the podcast, but a couple years ago, a friend and I went to like a meet and greet with the gentleman who wrote Princess and the Frog. And he had a really interesting piece of advice. I guess when he was first starting out, he had a really hot script. I can't remember the genre. Let, we'll just say like action or something. So he had a really hot action script and everybody in Hollywood wanted it. And then people came to him and said, what else do you have? And he was like, oh, well, I have a rom-com and I have a drama. And his piece didn't get sold because what they wanted was to see consistency. So if he had more action scripts, they would have been like, yeah, we're buying it all. So his best advice to us was, he said, I don't ever write a script now without writing in threes. And not necessarily a trilogy, but if I write a rom-com, I've got two more in pocket. So when people say, what else do you have? He can show them a consistent body of work within the same genre. Cool. I am. Um, another piece of advice I had was if you can't get the movie made, make something else. So make a sizzle reel or a short, make a, uh, write it as a novel. I've heard of several people who have uh, taken their screenplays and turned them into novels, which have done really well, like on Amazon. And then now you have a hit book that you can turn around and sell the rights to make the movie. Or you could do a graphic novel. A lot of people have done that. You, you, you do a cool looking graphic novel and that's you know an instant sales pitch right there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, definitely do it because you love that form also. Don't just write a graphic sure. novel just because it'll make me money. Yeah. You know, I mean. No, and actually uh, one of my friends uh, um, who is in, does a lot of work in graphics and comics, uh, he's actually done several really successful comics uh, that he he funded through Kickstarters, but he he says you know don't yeah he said the same exact thing you did don't make a comic because you're trying to get your movie made make a comic because you think it'll be a great comic yeah yeah so what how about for you personally what advice would you give oh persistence don't give up um, I actually met Edward James almost at uh, I think it was at uh, WonderCon when it was here in LA a couple of years ago. And he was just sitting at a at a at a booth, um, just he wasn't, no one was even bothering. He was just sitting there by himself. And I just walked up to him and I and I recognized him and I you know told him I was a fan of his work. And he did a, he was on Battlestar Galactica the remake, and we just chatted for a while. And you know and he just his his advice to me was don't give up. He's like you know keep at it. Um, and if J- Edward James almost tells you that, then you have to. do it. <laughs> I think for me right now, so as a result of the diversity showcase. Well, okay. So let me back up. 
I decided that 2018 would be my year of focusing on writing. And so by the end of 2017, I was finishing and polishing up some of the feature films I had. I wrote a spec script for Superstore to submit to contests because I knew those deadlines were coming up. And I had written a comedic pilot, TV pilot as well. Also, just to have in pocket and to send out for contests and stuff. So I actually had a pretty good size body of work. And now I'm focusing on some other dramas and stuff that I wanted to write as well. And so uh, as a result of the diversity showcase, an agent contacted me and said, Hey, what else do you have? So I sent her two sketches that we had produced. And, and I also sent her the links and I said, Hey, these were produced. And I mentioned in my email back to her, I also have a couple rom-coms that I'm working on that are in rewrites and you know whatnot. And she said, oh, I'd love to see them. So I sent one of the rom-coms along because it was pretty much done. And I sent along my spec script just so she knew that I could do other things. And then she wrote back, oh, have you ever written an original TV show? And I said, why, yes, I have. So I was able to send that to her and then also say, by the way, I'm going to send you, you know, that other script I promised you by the end of the week. And it was really, it felt really good to say, yes, I have this. But if I hadn't worked on making sure my portfolio was complete, then I would be choking right now. Ah, I had the same thing happen last week. I, I met a guy at the table and he was like, how many feature films do you have written? And, and you know, and suddenly he's like, okay, send me stuff. Mm -hmm. So have it ready. you have to have that stuff ready to go. Have it ready for sure. And if you don't have it ready, then you don't submit to agents and managers and try to sell anything. You, you need to have your stuff ready for sure. So be prepared. Be prepared. So how about for all of you? What's some of the best advice you've ever gotten? Let us know at WG Therapy. You can also find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week.